Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Transit here in the city of Hamilton is a key issue. And uh, it was a major issue, of course, in the municipal election last fall. And we all know how that turned out. And uh, after uh, Mayor Fred Eisenberger was re-elected on uh, the basis, essentially, of uh, being pro-LRT, uh, the premier at the time, Doug Ford, said, yeah, you know what, people have spoken. If that's what they want, that's what the mayor wants, then fine. Well, uh, not too long after that, of course, they put a freeze on real estate developments around uh, the, 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 the route, and uh, that's been problematic because now we're finding out that a lot of people that were willing to invest land, buy land, develop around there, are now saying, yeah, I can't wait forever, sorry. And uh, now we hear about the other element of public transit that we have been looking for for quite some time, and that is all-day go service. And uh, back in the day, uh, I can still remember Premier Dalton McGinney promising that, uh, hey, listen, you guys will have all-day go service by 2015 when the Pan Am Games are there, so people can use That's great. What a super idea. Well, we didn't. And then they said, well, maybe by 2025, which is 10 years later than Premier McGinney had suggested. Uh, Yesterday, in uh, some leaked information, Metrolinx uh, is now under the impression that it's going to be at least 2031, at least 2031, before we may see all-day go service. This is kicking it down the road, or kicking it down the track, I guess, is getting to be a very frustrating exercise. And uh, I'm wondering, and I'm sure a lot of other people in this community right now are wondering, just what's going on and what kind of a commitment do we have here from uh, this government towards public transit? And more importantly... If we can get just a little selfish for a couple of seconds, what kind of commitment do they have to Hamilton? John Best, publisher of the Bay Observer, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. John, how are you doing this morning? Just great, Bill. This is a file that just is not going to go away, is it? No, it's not, although um, I'm not going to suggest that I read all 199 pages of the report, but I, I did spend some time with it yesterday, and I, I'm not sure that it says what it's alleged to have said. Um the, the report uh, that was issued last November appears to be uh, basically a business case for the electrification of GO, which is something that's, as you know, it's been a long-term, that's, that's the way that they're actually going to increase the frequency uh, to, to get us to, uh, they say, all day GO. We, we, we have GO uh, all day now. It's just that it's not as frequent as people want it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, twice and, all day. And I was trying to figure out what two-way meant, because there's no way a train can only go one way, uh, otherwise it would never come back. So anyway, we, we get into these crazy expressions. But the, the report that's, that's being referred to is, is basically restating the business case for electrifying the system. And uh, so, you know, uh, it, it doesn't really talk at all about what's going to happen between now in 2025 in terms of service increases. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, along with others, uh, uh, sent a note to Metrolinx yesterday and said, you know, does this mean that we're basically going to have no increases in conventional GO train service uh, until 2025? And and the response uh, came back very quickly from the president of GO. He said, no, um, absolutely not. We're adding... Our plan is to add additional service every year uh, over the next few years, and uh, even even in smaller time increments than that. That you know, a couple of times a year, we're going to try to increase uh, the amount of train service into Hamilton. So you know, and and he also he, he signed it off by saying, "Stay tuned for more exciting announcements 
later this year. So it it looks to me like there's there's really two discussions going on here. There's the discussion that we've had for years about the the go service that we're now used to the 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 regular conventional diesel trains um and then there's this other proposal which is largely what this report was about bill it, it was 199 pages basically if i read it correctly i think they were you know think about it it's it's november of 2018 a new government has been sworn in uh you're the head of go you've got these big plans you want to make sure the new government is okay with that. So it's a big, uh, I, I think, essentially a resell of the uh, electrification process, and it lays out what it's going to cost. And when, when we talk about 2030, I, I didn't see 2031, but when we talk about 2030, clearly they're talking about the electrification piece, um, not about you know the, the kind of go service that we'll have in the meantime. If, in fact, we're going to have ghost service in the meantime, because let's let's lay your cards on the table. This is not the first time they've given us a timeline, and uh, we're still waiting. No, and, and I think what would be helpful, uh, uh, there, there's always this, whenever we ask, uh, you know, what are the impediments? Why, why can't we get more frequent service? Uh, you know, so you'll, you, you go to the West Harbor Station, you look, you look west or east. It's hard to tell from there what direction you're looking in. But you see that they've built a third rail uh, coming in from the uh, Bayview Junction. Uh, they, they put a new bridge over the Desjardins Canal. Um, surely there was a reason for, the, for that construction. And, and I think what we're missing here from, from Metrolinx is a clear explanation to the public here in Hamilton of what is it that it, what's it going to take to increase frequency. Uh, we know they're negotiating with CNR. That always gets alluded to. Um, how many years I, has that been going on, John? Well, it's been going on forever, but, uh, but I, I, I think it is the issue. Uh, and so I, I think it's time to get a much clearer explanation from Metrolinx about what is it that you're dealing with uh, that is preventing you from getting these trains into Hamilton more frequently. Well, and, and which leads me to my next point, uh, that comes down to political will sometimes, and I'm not so sure that we've seen a lot of that. I mean, let's face it, there's a rather acrimonious debate, I don't want to start digging it up again, but I, we do have to reference it, uh, between all-day go service or LRT, and, and I think that held things up for the longest time, because I'm not so sure that Queen's Park knew exactly what the city wanted. I'm not sure they still don't know exactly what the city wants. So there's, there's at some point got to be some, some, some political push here. And and at the other time, you know, I, the the other side of that equation, of course, is how receptive are they at Queens Park? Well, it, going back to this report, I, I, first of all, I, I don't think it has to be either go or LRT or whatever the LRT money might buy. No, that went, uh, and, and when that was going on, I mean, I think you and I talked about this a number of times and said, look at the answer is both. It's not one or the other. Yeah, that's right. And and if you look at uh, this report, and it is helpful in some areas because it 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 talks about. I mean, this this electrification, which they're going to do on all their lines, radiating in all different directions from Toronto, it's going to cost sixteen billion dollars, which is a huge amount of money. But they're projecting uh, that they will get twelve point three billion in additional passenger revenue, leaving a balance of about four billion dollars as the total investment. Uh, to make this a reality. So it, it looks to me like GO expansion is largely financeable out of increased ridership. 
So we don't have to use uh, other transit money for for go, which I think is a good thing here in Hamilton. Well, I, I get a little nervous when I hear about these projections about uh, increased revenue from passengers because, I mean, you know, HSR has been tr- trying to play that game for the last little while, too. And I, I'm wondering a lot of the time if these are mathematical equations based on, on pure data or if it's, it's just uh, good wishes. Well, I, I think there's a difference, though, between local transit. I mean, we know that local transit systems in, in a lot of cities, uh, Kingston being a, a major exception, we know that conventional transit in cities like Hamilton has been going backwards uh, over the years. But, I mean, all you have to do is get on a GO train, and, and it's, they're always packed. So it, it, I, I think the, the inner city trains... Uh, really do attract passengers uh, in a in a way that local transit may n- may not always uh, attract. Why haven't they made it that much of a priority then? I mean, you know, we're going to talk, and I, I just mentioned this on the program the other day, about the gridlock on the Queen Elizabeth Way, especially from here to Niagara. Uh, right. It used to be like on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon it was like that. It's like that every day now. And, and I know for a fact that there are a lot more people would probably hop onto a GO train if they knew that it was, it was an efficient and reliable service. And I know they just started a line from Niagara Falls over to this area, and that's at, and that's like once a day or twice a day or something like that. But if if they're going to have that discussion about goods movement and people movement, this is this. Uh, and since they started this go system, John, they said, "Look at all day go service has got to be our priority." Well, we're still talking about it. Well, uh, you know, you know, I use go a, a fair bit, and and I know you know there's sort of the abstract discussion of all day go service, and then there's the reality. The reality is we have rush hour service, um, and if you go to Aldershaw, which is, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Go, but it, 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 I think the experience is different if you're actually using Go. Um, right now, you've got 15-minute service out of Aldershot, and you've got express buses from the downtown Go station that will take you to that Aldershot station uh, just in time to catch the train. Now, somebody might say, well, geez, i got to do a transfer. Well, you know what, too bad. I mean, if you're using public transit um, and, and you're avoiding a two-hour bumper-to-bumper drive uh, to Toronto, then, then maybe you could grab that GO bus at, at the Hunter Street GO station. takes you right over to Aldershot, and when you come off the train, coming back, the bus is sitting there with the door open, and it only waits about two minutes, and bingo, you're off to, to Hamilton. It's not a bad system. Uh, if you're if you're not going to Toronto in rush hour, those half hour go buses are by far the best way to get to Toronto. They'll get you down there in about 55 minutes, and it's just fabulous. So you know we have the trains in the rush hour. We have the buses when the, we don't have the rush hour. Uh, it's not a bad system. Well, and, and but it's it's not what was promised. I get that, and I've I've used it from time to time when I had to go to Toronto on a pretty regular basis too. Uh, and, and part of the problem here, if, if we're going to you know, be frank about this, is, is the design, I mean, right from the get-go. I mean, uh, from a historical standpoint, it's wonderful. And the, the, they, they decided that the Hunter Station was going to, Hunter Street Station was going to be uh, the GO outlet. There was going to be the hub for here in Hamilton. But I think we had the only GO station in Ontario without any parking. And, and that's obviously going to be prohibitive because a lot of people that live up in the South Mountain and other places where they have to get from point A to point B are saying, why should I bother? Yeah. Uh, it just seems ludicrous that that's the way it was designed. And so we've been playing catch-up, I think, right from the beginning. Yeah, the good news, uh, that was one other little nugget that came out of this report. They clearly show that the future plan is that 
the West Harbor Station and, more importantly, the Centennial Station uh, are going to be the, the ones that get the frequent service and that the uh, Hunter Street is only going to have the rush hour service. So at least we're getting back to using, um, you know, the right-of-way that eventually goes to Niagara Falls instead of this dead end on, on Hunter Street. So uh, it was good to see that that's part of the future plan. Um, absolutely. Two quick things I wanted to get your, your read on. Uh, one, uh, when, if ever, is the Premier going to make good on this promise to come into the city and talk to the mayor about the, some of the key issues? I mean, th- that was promised a, a number of months ago, nine months ago, obviously, after the election, uh, when we had this big kerfuffle about LRT and who was going to pay for any cost overruns. Uh, we had Donna Skelly on the show, and Donna said, well, the first step is to have the transportation minister come in. Well, that was over a month ago. Still nothing about that. I, I, you know, I, it's, we're going to start taking it personally. I mean, it seems as if they have, don't have any great interest in coming here and sitting down and talking. Well, I do understand. Uh, I just heard this, uh, I think, yesterday that the transportation minister is coming. Uh, there has been a meeting scheduled that will involve the mayor. And I think it's uh, it's either next week or it's in the next 10 days or so. So at least All right, that, well, you can check that box then. Th- that's happening. Um, as for the premier, I you know I can't speak to that. I don't know how that works. But well, he's got a lot I, of free time now because he doesn't go to question period anymore. I heard you say that. That was kind of <laughs> nasty, Bill. But <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too, in the, in the minute or half or so that we have left, uh, we heard rumblings a few months ago about the, the tentative future of Metrolinx. That uh, this government was reassessing uh, Metrolinx's place in in this whole transportation master plan. Uh, which could really throw a monkey wrench into all the works if they decided to pull a, a change here. And, and let's face it, uh, they've had a propensity since they've taken office right now to say, oh, did the Liberals do that? Okay, well, we're canceling that. Uh, so are, are these guys on, on, on solid ground, meaning, meaning Metrolinx? Hard to say. I, I, I think, again, going back to this, uh, this report, um, I think in part it was a way of Metrolinx reintroducing itself to the new boss, um, you know, there's a new regime in town, and we want to make sure that uh, the stuff we're working on is is uh, still going to be in in harmony with the with the new government. So I I suspect that you're going to see Metrolinx um, maybe come back a little more directly under control of uh, the Ministry of Transport, which wouldn't uh, be a bad thing. Well, uh, you know, I. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't know why exactly it was pulled out in the first place, other than I think there was uh, a feeling that the transport ministry was too focused on highways uh, back in, you know, 12, 15 years ago when McGinty uh, came in. Um, whatever the case, uh, I mean, we're still going to have transit. Uh, the, the one thing for sure is that uh, through all this political upheaval, uh, GO has actually been uh, a really well-run service. And I'm, you know, they have somehow managed to chug along and and expand service and 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 do a lot of things with all this political turmoil around them. So I have a lot of confidence in in Go. I I really think Go is is the jewel as far as Metrolinx is concerned. John Best, publisher of the Bay Observer, as always. John, thanks for this today. My pleasure, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on 900 CHML.